0: Hello and welcome to the program UFO warning today's topic we are under siege that's correct we are under siege from UFOs at least according to Tucker Carlson and Nick Pope now I have about a five-minute interview there with uh, between Tucker and Nick Pope and and he's also an excerpt from uh, Louis Elizondo I have that uh, linked at the website UFO warning.com And Tucker, uh, I have a lot of respect for Tucker. He's done, I think, some good work in the UFO field. He's come out and talked about the subject when other people in uh, mainstream media just refuse to. But watching this video, I'm thinking about the episode we did a week or so ago uh, covering uh, Dr. Greer and uh, by. Jones and Greer talks about uh, the possibility, of basically, of a false flag of the U.S. government using the UFO phenomena as a false flag. And Greer broke down his his perception of the UFO phenomena basically into three categories. Uh, you had uh, interdimensional entities being whatever, and they could be good or bad. These are things ranging from ghosts. To poltergeist, to apparitions, to uh, just wholesale uh, monsters from some other kind of uh, dimension, and you can go back and listen to the podcast. He went into some in depth on that. He also covered his notion of uh, what he and what he sees happening with uh, the recent release of the of the videos. From people like Elizondo and Tom DeLong and these guys, where the videos are leaked out piecemeal, he believes this stuff is all uh, all of our government's own doing. They're just deep state uh, machinations. They could be uh, they could be back engineered stuff from UFO crashes. They could just be stuff that we built from the ground up, uh, showing that our technology is much further along than what they have uh, have have shown it to be. Uh, He talks about anti-gravity technology having been around for a long time. That's not hard to believe. Now remember we talked about Skunk Works and and the uh, Stealth Project there and how when they developed that, they had to retrain those engineers. You're talking about guys with master's degrees and PhDs and at the very least, I suppose, uh, bachelor's of science in in engineering. They had to be retrained to a new level of uh, scientific comprehension in order to even be able to work with the materials and design uh, those stealth bombers. We've talked about how uh, since that generation has been gone now for a few years, that the military is actually trying to track down some of those old engineers because we don't have guys on staff that can replicate that, that jet anymore. The technology used was, uh, was so far beyond what the average uh, engineer knows. So we can clearly see that there are multiple levels of technology, and it seems like, at least according to Greer, and I tend to believe it, uh, there is almost like a uh, a separate level of technology that's gotten so advanced that we're basically in the Stone Age compared to these guys. So when they come out and say, well, it's not possible for things to move at this speed, Or, it has to be extraterrestrial. Greer just says, listen, man, the the technology that they're using is so advanced that it appears to be extraterrestrial, but it's not. It's our own stuff, and they're going to use that stuff to scare the heck out of you and try to manipulate society. And then, of course, he says, in his opinion, the third part of this phenomena is biological creatures, straight up extraterrestrial from other planets. Kind of the old school version of... Martians, green men, whatever. He says the greys and a lot of these other creatures that do the bad things. He says these are all uh, parts of uh, government breeding programs that uh, it, these kind of fit in with the uh, the super high tech possessed by the deep state. According to Greer, all your ETs are good. Most of the stuff that we're seeing in the sky is bad because it's from the it's from the deep state. And then you got this ID stuff, the interdimensional creatures, a lot of which are really really bad. Okay, that's one way of looking at things, and it does make a lot of sense on a lot of different levels. But, you know, he said some stuff. He said, he said, get ready for this false flag. And it's just like it's right on cue. I, I, I'm i going through my daily stuff there and, uh, boom, there's Tucker's video pops up with the usual suspects. Now, Nick Pope seems like a really cool guy. Louis Elizondo, I don't know. He's got a and haircut and some and some wicked tats. But you know, both these guys worked for what we would consider to be the deep state. And it's kind of one of those things you wonder, is, you know, is this kind of like a blood-in-blood-out crowd? I mean, to me, I look at the deep state like I look at the one-percenters. I mean, can you ever leave that life? I don't know. Maybe. But I, I look at guys like Pope and Elizondo, and I want to believe them, but then the stuff that just, it seems like at those important times when you're really looking for truth, they kind of fall back on the party line. And I'm very disappointed in both these guys, really. And uh, I'm a little disappointed in Tucker. I mean, in this interview, they—they they, first he shows an excerpt of uh, Elizondo, and I'm going to get into a piece that he talks about in that post. Well, according to Elizondo, June is the D-Day. They're going to release this massive report... Tucker says they're going to tell us everything they know about UFOs. Now, come on. They're not going to tell us everything they know about UFOs. Why in the world would the deep state give away such valuable secrets? That'd be like giving away the combination to the safe. They're not going to do that. They're going to throw some stuff out there. They're going to stonewall a lot of it. I mean, Trump couldn't even get secrets released about the Kennedy assassination from 50 years ago. We've talked about how they wouldn't even release... They wouldn't even release... Uh, sightings from CIA assets in Russia from 1970. I mean, they're not telling us anything, and when they do tell us, it's usually buried in a lie anyway. But anyway, they get into this whole thing, and I just want to look briefly at both of the lines being pushed by Elizondo and Pope. Elizondo comes out and says, he takes the tact. He says, this is an intelligence failure on par with 9-11. That got my attention. okay? Because I have some opinions about 9-11. You know, you look at that crash into the Pentagon. And please tell me, where's the landing gear of those jets? What happened in Shanksville? Why did they rush in there and turn, I don't know, hundreds of acres into a park? Why supposedly did the lead hijackers... Passport survived that crash when not one piece of human DNA did. Why did Building 7 come down when the BBC is broadcasting a news program saying Building 7's fallen and you can see Building 7 behind the guy? There's so much stuff that happened on 9 11 that just flies in the face of reality. That to me, you've got to be pretty much an idiot to believe the government narrative. I don't know what happened on 9 11. But I know it couldn't possibly have happened the way they said it did. Something horrible happened. People were killed, absolutely. But I do not believe for one second that it went down the way that they said it went down. I think there's way more to it. Whether or not it was some kind of struggle between deep state factions, whether or not it was an attack from whatever, I have no idea. But we're not being told the truth about that. It wasn't It wasn't an intelligence failure. Okay. It was a failure of goodness. I mean, the bad guys got one that day, and they they used that event to take away so many of our rights that we had come to depend on. Just look at how things are today compared to what they were pre nine eleven. How did that Patriot Act get writ, written so quickly? Thousands of pages taking our rights away, miraculously appears out of nowhere in a few days. No, it's not an intelligence failure. It's a failure of freedom, is what happened that day. And that just tells me that Elizondo is preparing us for this next false flag. You know, they had the COVID false flag. They really have been pushing that thing, but it seems as though they've almost bitten off a little more than they can chew. In a country like the U.S., uh, you know, half the people would have never went along with the shenanigans if Trump hadn't come out there and stupidly promoted it. People don't like staying inside and wearing masks, okay? Now, we still see people in third-world countries uh, playing along with this lie. Yeah, some people have died from it. Viral pneumonia and bacterial pneumonia will kill you. Why have I met... I've met eight or ten people personally, gone to their doctor, to the ER, presented symptoms of pneumonia, and been told to go home and not given any medicine at all, Okay? Well, I've talked to doctors that I know told me that the standard procedure prior to COVID was that you give them an antibiotic in zinc. So there's definitely nefarious stuff going along. and I've thought for a long time the whole COVID thing might have been a dry run. Might have been a dry run for the coming false flag UFO invasion, deception, whatever you want to call it. So I caught that. That was a gist that I caught off of Elizondo. He's framing this saying, as an intelligence failure. And I'll just throw in as a side note there, uh, Greenwall had some stuff on Twitter feed, and he's been trying to get more stuff uh, from the government on Elizondo. He keeps sending in requests and rephrasing things, and they keep, they keep uh, standing him up. I told him he should rephrase his request uh, for information on a disinformation agent. Didn't get a response. Because you have to wonder. You know, Greer says that. He came right out and said that that Elizondo was a disinformation agent. you got to wonder, man. Okay, the second tact... The second tact coming, then, was from Nick Pope. And Nick's done a lot of good work. I mean, as far as UFO documentaries and stuff. And he seems like an interesting guy. He seems like an approachable guy on Twitter and that. But he... Maybe he's genuinely concerned about this stuff, but I have to wonder. You know, I'm sure I've heard him say that there's certain things he still can't talk about because he took an oath to secrecy. He was in the Ministry of Defense over there in the UK. But he specifically says that we're under siege. Well, we were under siege with COVID. When you're told to stay in your house and you can't go to the park, or you can't go to church, or you can't go uh, to your local casino or your nightclub or whatever, or your coffee house you're under siege and there are people all over the third world that are still under siege to the point where they're dying of malnutrition because they believe all this nonsense so yeah we've been under siege but not from ufo's i mean clearly what would be happening to me seeing some let's just assume for a minute that these ufo's that have been filmed in or around these battle groups and stuff listen they are demonstrating the capabilities of being, being able to utterly destroy whatever they want to, pretty much. I mean, they're moving at speeds, what, two, 3,000 miles an hour, 4,000 miles an hour. I mean, with that kind of energy and mobility, stopping on a dime, moving in and out of the ocean, listen, if they wanted to blow something up, they would have done it already. So, I don't know if you can call these things a threat, okay, as much as you would call these things something that's just observing us, and maybe they're just not concerned about whether or not we care about it. You know, going back to Greer, he says that the, all this atomic weaponry that we've set off over the years has had interdimensional effects, that it has some kind of a scalar effect. I don't know. He says this is, it's having effects out into space. Who knows? Maybe it's been enough to attract some attention. And maybe they've shown up with a little bit of an attitude, but Certainly, it seems like if they wanted to subjugate us, they would have done it by now. So I don't see the part about being siege, under siege. I just don't get that. I'm a little disappointed that Tucker went along with it and kind of suspended all disbelief. But, you know, he kind of did the same thing with the COVID thing. He kind of got on that COVID train right away and reportedly, you know, got in touch with Trump and was like, oh, we got to get this thing under control. And I think I, I could see that maybe that happened but you know getting something under control doesn't mean giving up your rights and letting the government just run everything as far as i'm concerned the last year and a half under covid's been living hell for a lot of people i'll take my chances okay i've been sick before be sick again i'll take my chances you know and now they want people to take an unproven vaccine that has like what a 99.8% recovery rate for the for the illness and the illness affects the average person that dies from its eighty and they have coexisting conditions. I think we should be suspicious. Every time that the government tells us that they'll trade our that we should trade our liberties liberties for security. Was that Benjamin Franklin said that people that trade their liberties for security will find out that they have neither you should see that. That 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 that's the truth. You trade your liberties for security and you'll end up with neither. It's happened with this COVID crap. It's happened with 9-11. And now they want to push this stuff again with this UFO nonsense. Listen, we don't need the government to tell us what's going on here. They don't know any more than we do. They really don't. I mean, and the more incompetence that you see demonstrated by our government officials, and I'm not just incompetence, I happen to think a lot of it's malice. Why would I trust them to make a decision affecting my life? Because they think that the UFOs are a threat. Heck, Greer says him and his people are calling these things in. They're the UFO whisperers. They're going down there to Florida. And you know, I kind of believe it, whatever's happening. We've seen these videos where people, uh, I think there's one out there called The Man That Talks to UFOs. They show up and these things come flying around. I don't know what they are. I don't know if they're good or bad, but if they're bad, I guess maybe it's all some sort of trap. Who knows? But they're not bad this instant. And here now we're being told that we're under siege. We have to do something. And there's this big report coming out in June. And they're going to give us that report because Marco Rubio told him to. You know, these guys aren't accountable to anybody. Donald Trump couldn't even get minor stuff released about John Kennedy from 50 years ago. Heck he couldn't even get stuff released that would have cleared him. We have we have the power that we perceive, which is the office of the presidency, and then we have the real power, which are these layers and layers and layers and layers of bureaucracy. Of generational power. People have been in these positions with their kids and their grandkids and their great grandkids. It's just like in your local little community. You know, you got about ten percent of the people that run everything. They get involved early, they get entrenched. And then the rest of the community is pretty much just happy to let them continue on. That's who controls things. The bureaucracy controls things. And we haven't had a president in the last 50, 60, 70 years that cares about getting this stuff under control. So why would anybody in their right mind think that a couple of senators writing them a letter is going to tell them to turn over all the evidence? Wow. Wow. Anyway, I want to go to this article real quick here. And this is what Elizondo came out with. It's from the New York Post. Pentagon UFO Report. They acknowledge the reality, whistleblower says. Now, to describe Louis Elizondo as a whistleblower is somewhat laughable, in my opinion. A whistleblower would simply have taken those Tic Tac videos and other videos and released them online. Okay? Without putting the company watermark on them. So, whistleblower, okay, whatever. It says, UFOs are real, and information is coming, says controversial Pentagon whistleblower Luis Elizondo. The U.S. government is actually gearing up to share information about the reality of UFOs with the public, and not a moment too soon, says a man who claims to have run the Pentagon UFO program for nine years. Former President Donald Trump's $2.3 trillion appropriation bill for 2021 contained a mandate that the Pentagon and spy agencies must file a report about Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, or UAP. Most of us just call them flying saucers or UFOs. Whatever the jargon, noted whistleblower Louis Elizondo, former head of Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which operated out of the secretive fifth floor of the Pentagon's C Ring, told the Post about the resulting blockbuster document, which is reportedly slated for release in June. Blockbuster. Hmm. Tied to the mandate, Elizondo said the upcoming report touches down on the unexplainable. Longtime UFO believers are hungry for explanations of the tic-tac-shaped objects the Navy encountered in 2004. The strange cubes with spheres seen by Navy pilots in 2014 or the mysterious black triangles continually reported around the world. Are they children? They're like little birds in a nest with their mouths opening up. How would these people explain these things to us, and why would you believe them? Why would you believe someone that kept you locked up in your house for a year over the cold? They don't know what these things any more, are any more than you or I do, most likely. If they do have if they have had some contact with these things, they're so advanced. How could we ever assume that they were being told the truth? The interaction between these entities or whatever they are and the deep state It's one-sided. What did the average Native American know about the culture, society, and military prowess in Europe when they met the first whites? Could they have predicted that their whole, that that 90% of their culture and population would be wiped out by diseases brought to them by this invading culture? Did they have any idea of how a gun was made or smithed? They were so far behind technological Technologically, that they they were they they had no way of knowing what they were dealing with. Same thing here. We're so far behind these things technologically. How can we believe anything they say? We know how it worked out for the people that lived here before the whites showed up. Not so well. They said a lot of things that turned out not to be true. So I'm not I'm not a big believer in this whole thing that we're gonna. That we're gonna that we're gonna get get closure with this. Now I want to finish this up, I've gone on for quite a while. It says tied to the mandate, Elizondo said the upcoming report touches down on the unexplainable. Longtime UFO believers are hungry for explanations of the tic-tac shaped objects the Navy encountered in two thousand four. It goes on to says such details promise to come via the much anticipated report and at least one evolution of belief. Quote, I think the government has acknowledged the reality of UAP, Elizondo exclusively told the Post, despite signing what he refers to as a lifelong NDA before he resigned from the Pentagon in 2017. NDA, it's called a non-disclosure agreement. That means that he knows things that he can't tell you about. Same with Nick Pope. So why should I believe that they're telling me everything they know When they're telling me, they can't tell me everything they know. He says, I think they all want answers, and I think they're willing to ask the hard questions. I don't believe that for one second. I think they want to give us answers that serve them. And I think they want to redirect us however they have to to do that. It says, during a press conference this week, Elizondo made clear that UFOs have been observed to have qualities that are nothing less than otherworldly. He describes vessels flying at 11,000 miles per hour and being able to turn instantly. Providing a comparison, he explained, for our most advanced jets going at the same speed, if you wanted to make a right-hand turn, it would take you about half the state of Ohio to do it. He also detailed Spielberg-worthy operational capabilities that fall into the realm of transmedium travel. Elizondo explained that the eye-popping vessels can fly 50 feet above the Earth's surface or 80,000 feet in the sky and even submerge underwater without a compromise in performance. When you see that, you recognize you are dealing with a technology more advanced than ours. That was despite apparent threats to security of the United States. Elizondo was particularly disturbed by the locations where UFOs and UAPs tend to hover. Even the way in which these inexplicable flying machines manage to lift off blows away rational engineering. These things have no wings, no cockpits, no control surfaces, no rivets in the skin, no obvious signs of propulsion... And somehow they are able to defy the natural effects of Earth's gravity. Alonso said, "How is that possible?" The existence of the AAT of AATIP wasn't refilled until 2017, along with what Trump described as a hell of a video montage captured by the Navy, featuring a dark circular flying object flying in front of a military jet, along with another small object racing over land at astonishing speeds. In 2004 and 2015, respectively. The Department of Defense confirmed the authenticity of the footage, and a Navy spokesman confirmed the object and videos to be a UAP. It says, At the time, former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid took credit for arranging a $22 million in annual funding for the ATEP, telling the New York Times that it was one of the good things I did in my congressional service. By 2019, the Pentagon had confirmed to the Post for the first time that they research and investigate UFOs and continue to do so, well, anybody in their right mind knows this. He goes on and says, however, for generations and for the wrong reasons, national security bigwigs did not want to release more information, more information to the public. Elizondo claims they felt that it made them look inept. He said. They felt in some cases that it challenged their philosophical and theological belief systems. They just couldn't process it. There seems to be a very distinct congruency between UAP activity and our nuclear technology, continued. That's concerning to the point where we've actually had to, had some of our nuclear capabilities disabled by these things. There's absolutely evidence that UAPs have an active interest in our nuclear technology. Well, why wasn't something done when we had the drone swarms over the big nuclear power plant down in, what was it, Arizona, New Mexico a couple years ago? No one seemed to care about that. But yes, we know these things have an interest in our nuclear capabilities. It says, if this starts to sound like a Twilight Zone episode, Elizondo talks about UFOs pulling as many as 700 G-forces when most technologically advanced aircraft... Oop, I've lost my place. I think pull, what, 5 or 10? This starts to sound like the Twilight Zone episode. Elizondo talks about UFOs pulling as many as 700 G-forces when our most technologically advanced aircraft can stand only 17 before falling apart. That's to say nothing about the pilots at the controls. It's easy to hope for a last and satisfactory wrapped up. Clearly, that is what is gunning for. This is not a conversation like fine wine, where the longer we keep a cork on it, the better it gets. Well, we know that. But, you know... And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish it right there, but here's the problem. Look at the sources that we're dealing with. You know, they're not going back, they're not, they're not talking to people like Greer in this article. They're talking about former deep state employees who are telling us that, oh yes, they're waking up on the other side, they're about to release information, they're going to tell us what's going on. Why not talk to people that have had actual experience with these things and ask them what they felt like when they were close to these things? I can tell you how I felt driving down the highway when I had my experience. I was close enough I could almost touch the stupid thing. It was like when you're a kid at the circus. And you go by where the elephants are at, or you're in the zoo, say. And that thing is so big. And you're just like, wow. My feeling was is that it didn't know or didn't care that I was there. It was an afterthought. Not even. I had no conniption to stop and take a picture... Didn't want to make contact. Didn't feel the need to speak with E.T. Felt the need to just keep on moving. And I think that's the way a lot of these things are. They're so... If they're what we think they are, they're so much further advanced than we are that what's happening here is, I personally think it's some sort of interdimensional crossover. Maybe they see us, maybe they don't. Maybe they're just keeping an eye on us. But one thing's for sure, something that could... Do the things that these things do. Violate the laws of physics as we know them. Would have no problem... Uh, would have no problem destroying our military capabilities in just a moment. We're not under siege. Okay, There would be no need for a siege. They would just stomp on us like you would wipe out an ant colony. Would not be a concern to them. They're that far ahead of us. What people what we should be looking at here is a democratic grounds up grassroots look at documenting these things, trying to figure out what they are, classifying them, and having an honest conversation about it to where a person can actually talk about a UFO experience at the family Christmas dinner without having people be so programmed that they have to think that they scoff and ostracize that person. We we need to get to a point the first thing we need to do is we need to get, we need to get to the point where yeah where we know these things are real and we don't need the government to tell us that they're real. From that point, we can begin, we can begin to classify them, we can begin to talk about them and we can begin to develop some idea of what they may or may not be. And we don't need the help of the deep state to do that. We don't need these things to become a tool of a deep state where they can gain more power and control over us to where at a moment's, no, a, a moment's notice, the fire whistles can go off and we can be ordered to go to our house and put our mask on. The aliens are about to attack. If you give these psychopaths that kind of power, we're done. They'll turn this place into a hell on earth like we've never known. So yes, I'm very, very skeptical of guys like Louie and sorry to say Nick, and now even Tucker. We're not under siege, folks. We're under a siege of disinformation, in my opinion. Anyway, take a look. I've got another article on there that talks about the whole disinformation, the UFO campaign from, I think, a year or two ago. A little predictive, actually. And there's the link to the video there you can watch. And you can read the article in the comments from Elizondo. We need to keep up, I think we need to keep an eye on these guys at the very least. But interesting stuff. It'll be fun to see what happens in June. Uh, I'm uh, I'm not expecting a lot of transparency or a lot of disclosure myself, but we'll see. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.